Hey everyone. Hi everyone. Welcome to That's Interesting with Yona and Lilach and happy Yom Ha'aliyah, which apparently is a thing that I only learned about because someone sent me a picture off of Facebook of my daughter, our daughter Anani, who is about to turn five on Pesach. And uh, the picture was from our Aliyah day. Uh, Nefesh Menefesh posted it onto their Facebook page, and she is so delightfully adorable and looks so tired in that picture <laughs> because that was right when we first landed at the ceremony, and it was like flashback to that really exhausting day, which was awesome. So, uh, yeah, today's Yom Haliyah, and Yona and I were looking back at some of the things that we've learned and experienced in the last eight months, and um, I'll just tell you that one of the things that I've learned and been so excited about learning is like kid nursery rhymes and kid songs and games in Hebrew that like that's just a whole um like real integration piece when our kids are doing those kinds of games and songs so I will teach you one and the English equivalent is high five no I mean it's uh it goes like this give me five up high down low too slow I think you all know that one, probably. But the Hebrew one goes like this. Ten kif. Kif means high five. Ten kif. Lemala adif. Lemata kidai. Melchar midai. I don't know why that went just when the kids came home with that. That was like, okay, we are here. We, yeah, we live in Israel. <laughs> Our kids are Israeli kids. So you'll see that picture as the, the cover art for this episode. And let's um, just... Have Yona tell you a little bit about what it's been like for us. Baruch Hashem. <clears throat> it's been very nice here. Um, you know, Yonach and I were just talking about, you know, so what do you think we have gained and what have you appreciated over the eight months of uh, being in Israel? And I, you know, as Yonach was saying, I feel like, you know, we're integrating, you know, Baruch Hashem, you know, uh, I have my job and uh, I actually just got a text message that, my uh, Teuda that I am recognized as a specialist in family medicine just arrived. Um, I sent in the paperwork um, around a week before we made Aliyah, and so I'm finally a specialist. Um, the kids enjoying their Hebrew now. They're like bilingual, Ronanis and Livona. Um, perfect Hebrew. They speak Hebrew to each other now. It's absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. Um... And, I mean, also in terms of me, just like, you know, the fact that we're in Israel and, uh, you know, speaking Hebrew, you know, it actually gives me, like, you know, a deeper understanding of Tanakh, you know, that, like, I, I see words and, you know, I see places and, like, the word makes more sense because the word is also used in uh, general language, and, you know, the, the places. Yeah. Um, for example. Wait, can I just <clears throat> say the one? Remember yeah. you were telling me about the trade route or the travel route? Yes. And then he'll tell you what the details are. <laughs> and then and then he's like, you know, the one we drove through to get to my sister's house. He's like, oh, and Ariel? <laughs> like that road. Tell them about the road. Oh. That was a cool one. <laughs> oh, so basically, um, I'm learning Melachim Aleph. So in Melachim Aleph, um, Perak Hay, Shlomo is making a deal with Hiram, the king of Tzor. Hiram Melach Tzor. They will be sending over some of their servants um, to cut down some of the uh, sieges of Lebanon and bring them down to Shlomo to assist him in building the Beit HaMikdash. And he says, nobody cuts down trees or the best uh, woodworkers are the, the Tzidonim. So, 
And then it says, how did they bring them? They took boats. They took boats down the river. So the geography now makes perfect sense. So Israel has a coastal plain, you know, the, the west of Israel by the river. You know, so by the coastal plain, you know, if you're going south to north, you know, you're, you're first there's Gaza, then there's uh, Ashkelon and Ashdod, and then you go further up, you hit Tel Aviv, and then you go further up north, you hit Netanya, then you go further up north, you hit Haifa, and then a little bit north of Haifa is Kiryat Shmuel, which we are very happily uh, settled in. Then if you go further north of Kiryat Shmuel, there is Akko, and then there's Naharia, and then there's Rosh Hanikra. And when our parents came, we drove all the way up from Kiryat Shmuel, all the way up to Rosh Hanikra. Now, that's the right past Rosh Hanikra is the border with the country called Lebanon, but the coast continues. And there were parts, times in history, like now, when the border is right at, at Naharia. But there were times when the border of Israel was much further north. So if you go further north, you'll hit a city called Tzor, which in English is called Tyre. Now it is part of Lebanon, but there were times when Tyre was part of Israel. If you go a little bit further north, there's another city called Sidon, or known as Sidon, S-I-D-O-N. I don't know how they pronounce it in English, but it's Sidon. Also, the city up north. So, you know, you just keep going north, you know, uh, pass by the Lebanese border. You go north from Kiryat Shmuel. And you'll hit Tzor, and you'll hit Sidon. So there you go. Hiram Melech Tzor is offering his neighboring town, Sidon, as the woodworkers. And, um, you know, given that they're on the coast and Israel is on the coast, they're uh, going to take their boats down, you know, with all the wood and all the trees and all the cedars of Lebanon, take their boats all the way down the Mediterranean, following the coastline from Tzor and Sidon, all the way down, passing Naharia, Akko, Haifa, Netanya, and probably ending up somewhere near Tel Aviv, and or more likely Yafo, and then taking uh, Route 1, which is a city that basically goes uh, east to west of Israel. So just all the cities that you mentioned <coughs> coming down the coast is like what you see when you're taking the train. Those are the stops. So like we're on the train and this is what he's telling me about. <laughs> Instead of like Avenue J, Avenue M, King Highway. Like, okay, it's just a different, different like shift. In your mentality, you know? But then, of course, they have, you know, from the coast, you had to go from Route 1, which is uh, currently the road which goes from, from Tel Aviv to Yerushalayim, which is uh, an, an ancient route, which is probably what how they uh, then later on ended up taking all the... Uh, well, the wood from from the from uh, from the Mediterranean Sea and brought it from Yafo to Yerushalayim. So that's like inland uh, east. That's correct. Yeah. And by the way, in that very same parak, a very very common Hebrew word comes up, and that is makolet, um, which in Hebrew means you know like the little store. What in the world is makolet? Wait, I'm sorry. One more thing. <laughs> Yeah. When you were talking about this with Ranani, she said, it's not called a makolet, it's called a super. Because super, as in supermarket, is a big store with lots of stuff. And a makolet is a little store that just sells like eggs and milk and some small things. So, please, she was correcting us. But go on, makolet. <laughs> So basically, in the same deal that King Shlomo is making with Hiram, king of Tzor, and again, back then, Tzor also wasn't part of Israel, so the border was probably somewhere where it is now. Melachim Aleph, chapter Hey, Pasuk Kaf Hey, Ushlomo Natam Lechiram, Esrim Elef Kor Chitim Makolat Leveto. So basically, Shlomo is giving Hiram, you know, Hiram is giving Shlomo his... Uh, his expertise in his woodcutting services, and uh, depending on which Rishon you uh, follow, maybe also his trees, maybe the trees are part of Israel. Okay, that's another question. 
And Shlomo is paying Hiram a lot of money for this trade. Makolet Beito. Makolet Beito. So what is Makolet? Rash, Rashi, Radak, they all say Lashon Ma'achal, like Ma'acholet. So Makolet basically means um, supplying with the food. An eatery. How's that? Hmm. Ma'acholet. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was my interesting one for today. Oh, also, it's uh, almost Pesach, as you guys know. Uh, in this matter, the calendar is similar in both Chul and Israel. But we only have one Seder. Just got to rub it in. Sorry, go on. <laughs> um, and besides cleaning, for the first time in my life, I am involved in actually kashering Kalim. Usually we just go away for Pesach, but this time we are kashering Kalim, so I got some uh, caustic stuff and uh, cleaned the oven, and in 24 hours we're going to heat up the oven. Um, yeah. It's, it's been going well. Our whole house is, you know... Doing the same as what everyone else is doing, and but now we're doing it. <laughs> and they're also offering, which I'll be doing for the oven racks, a Hagala and Libun service in front of one of the shuls. So, uh, Communal. Assu- assuming mm. it's what I think it is, hopefully there'll be someone with a blowtorch who will be ready to li- do Libun on my oven racks. Ooh, one other thing. Wow, I just keep talking and talking on this podcast. <laughs> so... After eight years in Israel, it was Pesach cleaning time, and I figured it's probably the right time to buy a vacuum. So I walked into a shoe for sale, and uh, after getting everything else I wanted, I said, uh, uh, the electronic section, yes, shoe for sale has everything. So I walked into the electronic section, and uh, vacuum. You know, half the time you try that, it works. So it's a, it was a good good try. The guy stared at me and I'm explaining uh, and uh, you know making those little hand signals and he says oh oh shoev avak and uh, I knew immediately that it meant yeah the the thing which which um, draws up the dust. So I said can can <laughs> and yeah we have a vacuum so uh, it worked. That's it for our podcast today. Thanks again for all the support. And we love sharing what we're learning and how we're experiencing it. So have a wonderful Chag Kasher with two Sidarim wherever you are or one Seder if you're near us. <laughs> Sorry, I'm so horrible. Chag Kasher guys. Bye.